Hello, and welcome to This Week at Charlestown Road, a branch of the Heavenbound podcast. My name is Jason Harden. I'm here with Roger Schaus, and this is where we reflect on the weekend that was. We dig a little deeper into a recent sermon to give you something to think about as this week unfolds and preview what's to come this next weekend at Charlestown Road. We are the day before Thanksgiving in the United States, and Roger, you this past Sunday talked to us about the power of being thankful. Yeah, what we did is we we based it on Ephesians chapter 5, and a lot of our folks will be gone, and I thought, you know, before Thanksgiving hits us, it's a good thing to think about. And, you know, typically when we, when we do a lesson about thankfulness, we kind of just do a, a quick rundown of things we ought to be thankful for. You know, <clears throat> there's the obvious things, our, our lives, our families, and things like that. Then sometimes we go a little bit deeper and talk about the spiritual blessings we have in that. And those are all great places, and the Bible uses that a lot. But what we try to get in this lesson to see is that there's a dimension of thankfulness that we don't think about, and that is the thankful heart changes us. And I believe that's kind of what's coming out of Ephesians chapter 5. He He's connecting this to chapter 4, where he's really driving home the point that once we're in Christ, we're a different person, and we are to be in the image of Jesus. And so uh, the expression walk is used multiple times in Ephesians 4 and verse 5. Don't walk like Gentiles walk. Walk a worthy manner, he would say. Walk as a new person, he would say. Imitate Christ. Walk in love. So those, those phrases are just fill these two chapters here. And what he does as he goes through this in Ephesians 5, he, he twice uses this idea of giving thanks. He says that in verse 4, and he also says that at verse 20 at the end of this section. And those two bookmarks kind of remind us that as he's trying to get people to live righteously, being thankful is a key component of that. And so we really, after we kind of built the background to this and kind of kind of showed the skeleton of what was going on, we, we kind of zoomed in on verse 3 and verse 4. Because there the, the Bible says, but immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is proper among the saints. And there must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. And that last phrase, giving of thanks, I think is a, is a key component to this. I think he's showing you the power and how it changes us. Now, when we look at those words there, the immorality, impurity, greed, the filthy talk, all those things, we might would say, suggest the way to overcome that is by deeper Bible study, and that does help. We might say greater fellowship, and that would help. We might say maybe more in tune to your worship, and that would help. But what the apostle does say is giving thanks. And so that was just kind of a reminder to us that thankfulness ought to change us. If you haven't had the opportunity to watch or listen to that sermon, I'd certainly encourage you to go back. It's at charlestownroad.org. It's available in our sermon podcast feed. Roger, this is obviously a busy week for many, many, many people. There's very little doubt in my mind. Maybe some are are listening to this as they do some traveling, or some are listening to this as they work around the house. And I thought maybe just zooming in on one 
portion of this whole discussion, and I, you, you were hinting at it there in the last couple of minutes. I love the idea of using Thanksgiving proactively. A lot of times we think of that, okay, as this is another thing that I need to do. This is something I need to learn to be. And and as you've brought out, all of that is true. But you know, just as surely as I know, that uh, just a couple of paragraphs after what you've referenced in Ephesians 5, Paul is led by the Spirit of God to talk about the armor of God. In chapter 6, and so he would talk about the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness and shoes that are like the, uh, the, the this gospel of peace is, is ready to go out with me. And of course, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, praying at all times he brings up. Clearly, he's He's calling disciples of Jesus to be ready for action, ready to do what God is calling us to do. So let's spend the next few minutes just exploring using Thanksgiving as a a proactive measure against these sort of things in Ephesians 5. You brought up from verse 3, immorality. And so let me ask you, how, how does this posture of intentional gratitude help me combat immorality. In the sermon, I talked about marriage and the blessings of marriage, and that that is the avenue God gives us for for compassion and, and passion and and expressing ourselves intimately with someone else. And in that setting, it's right and it's good. Immorality is a cheap substitute. Uh, Satan always offers a cheap substitute. So, you know, look at it this way. You, you know, you, you're heading to Thanksgiving dinner tomorrow, and, you know, in your mind is, is dancing the sugar plums of a big old fat turkey and mashed potatoes and gravy and all the fixing and the pumpkin pie and the whipped cream. And, you know, just, that's what you're looking forward to. You, you go to where your destination's going to be, and there's nothing there. <laughs> and the host says, well, I thought we would go to McDonald's instead. And you're, it's not what you want. It's, it just doesn't do it. And, and, and that's the analogy, I believe, to the home, to what Satan offers. When we're thankful to what we have at home, we're thankful to what God offers us. We're thankful to what is right and wholesome. Uh, what Satan offers is just a cheap substitute, and there's no comparison whatsoever. So we need to be thankful for a husband, thankful for our wives, thankful for our children, thankful for the blessings of love and and contentment and enjoyment with each other as God wants it to be. And and when we count our blessings in that way, you know, sometimes we think about home, we just think about the structure, and we think about the yard and the stuff in the house rather than the people. You know, it's just a house. What makes it a home is the people. And when we realize it is the gift of God that I have these people in me, it's a blessing when someone calls you my husband or my wife or dad or mom. That's such a great blessing. And when we realize that, we realize that these are gifts from God, then this cheap substitute that Satan offers, whether it's pornography on the Internet, whether it's just something that's just not right and wholesome, there's no comparison because the other, the immorality, it comes with guilt and shame and sin, and you're not right with God. 
as we as we emphasize in the sermon there uh, there's three things here the apostle tells us about these sinful words he says first of all they're not fitting it's, it's not becoming of what a child of god is supposed to be he reminds us that this is not the way to get to heaven you can't go to heaven that direction and then he reminds us that uh, the wrath of god comes upon those things so so what satan offers doesn't work and so when I'm thankful, when I realize, you know what, I asked somebody to marry me, and they actually said yes. That's amazing. And here's somebody I've spent decades with, or here's somebody that has helped me raise these kids. What a blessing that is. That takes us away from what these cheap, you know, glittery things that Satan put in front of our eyes and it helps us stay the course with God. Cheap imitations, I, I think, is a good way of looking at that. Is there a way, do you think, that the giving of thanks can help me, even if I'm a single person? You, you've talked about uh, the, the blessing of marriage, the blessing of parenthood. What about for the disciple of Jesus, <laughs> recognizing that Jesus himself was not married? How can gratitude, even as a single person, keep me from this immorality. You know, understanding that God puts a no trespassing sign around uh, sexual relationships, and the key to the gate is marriage. When you understand that, then, then you understand that anything outside of that is not going to be right. A friendship, fellowship, wonderful companionships can help you keep walking with God. And so as a single person, uh, you may not be married, you may never be married, but that, that doesn't mean that th- you can't be thankful. You can be thankful for the people in your life. You can thank, be thankful for the fellow Christians that remind you of God's truth and can, and can help you. Those that you surround yourself with that are godly people that remind you that there's a course we're walking, there's a direction we're going. All of that is helpful. And when we start, you know, putting that on paper, we start thinking about these people, what a difference it does to help us. And so, uh, the avenue of dating today, you know, dating can be done right or can be done wrong. The way Hollywood does it, you sleep together with somebody, whether you're married or not. Uh, that's not God's way. Uh, dating can be pure and wholesome. It can be a fun time in your life when you get to know somebody and you're getting to understand here's somebody that, that I'm, uh, attracted to and, but there are limitations. And I have to appreciate those limitations, know where the guidelines are. But in that course of these things, I can enjoy that, and I can be thankful for that. I can be thankful for the good things it brings out in me. All right, so we're talking about the giving of things, using that proactively to keep certain, as you brought out, filthy things, inappropriate, unfitting things out of our lives. We've talked about from Ephesians 5, 3, immorality. What about impurity? There, there's obviously a, a slight difference in the apostle's mind between immorality and impurity. How can thanksgiving keep impurity out of my life? You know, when I, when I think of impurity, I, I think of pollution, something that's not pure. And, you know, if you've ever gone to a lake or something and, you know, off in the distance, it just glistens in the sun, looks so beautiful. You walk up to the shoreline and there's old tires and Coke cans and it just looks disgusting. It just has ruined the image of you. 
That's what impurity does. And so impurity begins in our heart and our mind, and it, it's impure thoughts that lead to impure actions. It's impure words that leads to trouble as we not follow with God. So, so being thankful for the purity of God. You know, in uh, the book of uh, Philippians, the Bible tells us to uh, set our mind on things that are pure. Whatever is pure. We think about Jesus Christ, the pure Savior who came to the earth. We think about the Holy Word of God that is pure. Those are the things that's going to help us walk through this life, realizing that, once again, Satan is trying to throw dirt at us. He's trying to, he's trying to get us to walk in the mud, whether it's our mind or our body actions or our words. Uh, there's just a lot of things that are offensive today, and, and they're just not becoming, not fitting, as this passage says, of a Christian. So the thankful thought, he would be thankful for those around him who are not going to engage in telling jokes that are not that are offensive and not clean. He's he's not going to be, he's going to be thankful for those who, you know, they can have a good time together, but no one has to feel ashamed. No one has to come back and apologize the next day because it's above board. Everything's right and decent and honorable. When we have those kind of people in our lives, uh, we watch shows that are based that way. They're, they're not going to be shows that we have to fast forward through parts of it because it's just impure. Uh, those, those are, those are again the things that will help us. We be thankful for the good avenues, the good choices that keep us from going down that road. All right. So there's one more from Ephesians five, three, and four. We've talked about immorality. We've talked about impurity, and as you brought up that, that includes from verse four the filthiness, the silly talk. The the course jesting. What about greed? How can Thanksgiving proactively keep me from greed? You know, to me, this is the easiest one in this list because the greedy person never has enough. Uh, the story is told of Rockefeller, who at the time in the 1920s was the richest man in the world. And someone asked him one time, when is enough enough? And he said, just a little bit more. <laughs> I mean, it, it's that carrot in front of you. And that's what covetousness is. That's what greed is. I, I, I just, my mind is filled with stuff. My mind is filled with materialism. You know, just, just occupied with thinking about getting more, getting more. And the thankful person, as that hymn of ours, counts his main blessings. He realizes if I got another bless, never got another blessing in my life, God has been good to me. And he looks about what he has and he becomes content and he becomes happy realizing that I'm a blessed person. The greatest blessing he has is being called the child of God by God. His greatest blessing is knowing that he's heaven bound. His greatest blessing is not in the labels he wears, the type of car he has, or the square footage in his house. Those are all things that's going to go away. His blessing is who he is and who he follows. And so being thankful for the things that really, really matter in life, uh, just just having today. You know, we can't make another day. Only God can make another day. Only God can put us into another day. And we take it for granted, I'm going to have tomorrow. I'm going to have the day after that. We don't know that. And that's such a blessing to make the most of every day to do the best you can for God. And when you do that, you just kind of shove that little greed out of your heart and just kind of pushes it down the road. And, you know, coming in, coming in right off of Thanksgiving is Christmas and 
you know, for America, Christmas is all about, here's what I want. Here's what I want. Now, there, there, there's a place for giving presents, no question. But sometimes we forget about the spirit of giving. Sometimes we think about the spirit of being content and the blessing of just being around those we like. And so those those are some things that thankful heart, I think, will help us as we kind of walk through these things together. The power of being thankful. I really appreciate your approach in that sermon, because we often hear sermons, Bible studies, even in our own reading of God's Word, stay away from immorality, don't be involved in impurity, be on guard against greed. But what I love about this passage, Ephesians 5, 3 and 4, is it not only tells us what to stay away from, it gives us the spiritual vitamin, right, to be equipped to battle against those things. It gives us the antidote to those things that can be like poison in our hearts and in our souls. Be thankful. The thankful heart, as you emphasized in your sermon, realizes the many blessings we have from God. Thank you for walking us through that. Again, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch or to listen to that sermon, The Power of Being Thankful, it's right there front and center at charlestownroad.org. You would be served here in the middle of the week well by taking a little bit of time to walk through that textual study with us. Well, Roger, you mentioned the song, Count Your Many Blessings, and of course, we're looking forward to this evening. Personally, it's one of my favorite evenings evenings of the year, the last few years, rather than having our typically scheduled Bible classes, we've got many who are out of town, many who will be in town. We devote this evening before Thanksgiving just to a song and prayer service. We're looking forward to what we've called an evening of grateful praise at 7 o'clock p.m. We would love to have you join us and spend that hour counting your blessings and being very intentional in saying thank you to God. Lord willing, this Sunday morning, I've got the opportunity to preach, and I'm going to be in the last chapter of 1 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 5. We've been looking at our theme for the year, I am his, he is mine, through the lens of Peter's first epistle. And we would love to have you join us 9.30 a.m. as we walk through 1 Peter 5. Roger, at 5 o'clock p.m. Sunday evening. Well, last Sunday, you took us through chapter 4 of 1 Peter, and there were two verses that just stood out with me. So I'm going to go back and look at those two verses. We're going to talk about blessings in Christ. And we're going to focus on 1 Peter four seventeen and 18. Excellent. And it will be some things I think will kind of tie all these little lessons together here. Very good. Thank you so much to all of you who have been listening throughout this year. It has been a blessing to us to hear from you. Lord willing, this Friday, we we won't have an episode. We're going to take the day after Thanksgiving off, but we will return next Monday for another Jumpstart Rewind. Roger, thanks for joining me today. We're looking forward to tonight. Looking forward to Sunday, the best day of the week. And we would love to have you come and grow with us. 